Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is Monday, October 5th. Joining us today is soccer reporter Damian Calhoun. Damian, how you doing? I'm doing all right. And yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. We had an eventful weekend of sports this past weekend. Uh, Lakers ended up losing last night. Uh, football was crazy. A lot of things going on. Obviously, we had both L.A. soccer teams. Um, what would you make up this whole weekend in sports? Man, it was crazy. Um, it, it, and then you go back to Saturday. We had all the uh, college football games. Um, and then NFL on Sunday. I'm a big Raiders fan. They took a big oh, they, tough loss. Yeah, they, they, took, they took a loss and then the Lakers lost. Uh, it's just a busy time. It, it's crazy because back in March and April, there were no sports going on. And then maybe for the last, what, month and a half, everything's going on. Yeah. So it's crazy trying to trying to balance time and watch, try to watch everything. Yeah, but it's fun, thing. though. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. We have we've had like some great days in sports, and yeah. then I should also add, uh, Serginho Des made his uh, Emma, uh made his debut with Barcelona, first American to play on the national team. I mean, um, on the on the men's um, first team for the USA. So that, that's that's a big thing that happened this weekend as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So let's let's get into it. Uh, so we had both LA Galaxy and LAFC um, this past weekend. Unfortunate LA LA Galaxy loss. Um, Tua San Jose, who's been, I think, a little bit more up and down than any team in MLS, but back-to-back games they beat in both both LA teams. And um, if you're Galaxy, this this has to be a very very tough loss. You, I mean, you had you had the lead at first, you know, in the in the, in the first half you were scored, legit scores, and everything looks good. And then things started going downhill from there. Ended up losing two to one. I don't know what's going on with this team. I don't know what's going on with the struggles. At first, you're like, okay, they're going to win. And then you started to see certain mistakes cost them the game. Felcher, I think both of the goals came from Felcher. David Bigham, I think, had a great game. He stopped the penalty, um, had a couple of saves, but ultimately wasn't able to get that second penalty. Um, give me your thoughts on this game. Well, well, the game, the game it was just a, a microcosm of the last, what, four or five games um, for the club. I mean, they came back from Orlando. They struggled in Orlando, and then they got back home, had some, some time to get some training in, and they got up to that, what, six-game unbeaten streak. Everything looked perfectly – well, not perfect. Everything looked good, every, getting results. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they just seem to hit a wall. Um, I don't know if it's just not having enough training time, but every team in the league is dealing with this. Um uh, and it's just it's just a weird 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 um, cloud right now. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to the game against Seattle, uh, from the first minute they looked slow from the beginning, um, and they had a then they had like a week, four like three or four days to prepare for San Jose, and they came out with some intensity. 
Um, I got the early goal and they just couldn't hold, they couldn't hold the lead at the breakdown on the first goal for San Jose. And then the second half, the second half, the game was just wide open. The game was a mess really. Yeah. Um, the field was a mess. And then the play back and forth was just like, you know, there was no, no really, no real structure for either team really going in the second half. Um, and with the guys, I just don't know what you can do. I mean, they play what Saturday, they got to play Wednesday and then they're going to play Saturday after that. So the games are coming quick and fast. Um, I just don't know how, how they can, you know, get through it besides just going out there and just, you know, hopefully <laughs> just try to find a way to get more goals than the other team. Really. It's just a crazy time right now. Yeah. And on, and on top of that, you add uh, Jonathan Dos Santos and Rolf Felcher are leaving for national team duties, probably obviously probably in the worst, uh, worst times uh, for, I mean, for all MLS clubs for this to happen, but especially for the LA galaxy losing two starters. Um, and we've just seen Jonah Dos Santos just come back from injury. You only have him for a couple games and then he's going to be gone for, I'm, I'm assuming a couple weeks, potentially, you know, with the, with the quarantine and everything is, I think it's going to be very tricky. I think maybe we'll find out in the next couple of days when the Allegaxi are expected to have Rolf um, and Jonah Dos Santos, because Jonah Dos Santos is going for friendly matches and Rolf mm-hmm. is going for world cup qualifiers in at Como Bowl. So that, that to me, I think is very interesting. The positive note is they do is they do keep uh, Christian Pavone because he didn't make the make the final roster for Argentina, um, so that's a positive note. But at the same time, this team has has not looked good, right? With whether it was Jonah and the lineup or Rolf, I mean those two those two mistakes Rolf made led to the goals. Uh, and if you know, I know people tend to to you know go after Rolf but I mean if he didn't commit those mistakes I feel like the Galaxy were playing somewhat of a decent decent game until when the, I think the 40 42nd minute right before half they gave up that goal and then you know it's like that that's a tough that's a tough way to to go into the second half when you had this team and you give up you get you know you give up the the tie you know give up the lead right right before half so it's very tricky I think them having Araujo starting again um it's going to be big for them also Yoni Gonzalez he got a he got some playing time but I don't I didn't really see too much of Yoni Gonzalez yeah. uh in this game I think it's going to take time uh for him to find his rhythm and the same thing with uh Chicharito like he had a couple runs I mean that goal first came off uh from him hitting the crossbar mm-hmm. and then Leggett put it in but I think there's certain times with Chicharito you kind of see that he's not really understanding his teams he's asking for the ball but they're giving them give they're giving passes to for him to make a run and it's like vice versa like they don't really understand each other yeah. and like you said like the games are coming fast and they're gonna have to get to know each other really really quick yeah there were a couple of times saturday where i mean having every we've all watched chicharito throughout his career national team you know real madrid man united whatever and you, you you know when he makes those those inside runs or outside runs, and there were a couple times Saturday where the ball was on the right and felt or whatever, um, and he went for a cross where if Chicharito makes that inside run, you just lay it off to him, you know, right there instead of a, a, a long cross. Maybe he gets a shot on goal. Um, it's just, it's I don't know. It's like this is only his what fourth start with the club. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, not I, many. I, it's not. It's not many. Yeah, we'll say that. Yeah, it's not yeah, many. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not many. But you expected more than one goal. Yeah. I mean, that's 
that's just what everybody expected. I mean, you you, you, you score all kinds of goals in your career, and you're expecting more than one now. Um, one thing that caught me by surprise, um, not really surprised, but an interesting quote from Saturday night's post game was from Legette, where he questioned the team's chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that really caught me by surprise. I mean, you, you guys have been together for, I mean, albeit off and on since, you know, you know, February or whatever, but I guess they're out, they are still a work in progress. Yeah. And I, I, I know you, you're surprised, but I'm not really surprised because really? the way things have been up and down and they haven't had Chicharito, like, you know, when he got injured, I don't know how much time he was there with the team uh, mm-hmm. and training and stuff. And then he came back. So I think the chemistry, I think what he potentially refers to is them like, you know, obviously they're losing. So when you're losing, you're not, you know, you're not going to be obviously the best of friends and things are going. So you have so many pieces, so many players coming in and out. Now Jonah DeSantos is leaving. So that's going to potentially mess up the rhythm. Um, who you're going to have start from him. Are you going to have Efrain, you know, Joe Corona, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces. And you also saw in this at the midfield that uh, GBS, he, he decided to go with a lot of different changes in that. And I think, probably this comes from legit just out of frustration. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a game I feel like that, that they not like a must win, but you know, you drop down to last place in the Western conference, that criticism, that criticism is going to continue. You know, I feel like as a player, it has to be annoying, but also very, very frustrating because you know how much talent the team has and you're not playing to that, to that talent. And you kind of wonder, like, maybe he's one as a team, like, are we all, as committed as we think we are, you know, because sometimes the effort's just not really there. Yeah. Um, but like I say, man, it's, um, I always look back at that Seattle game where they just look like they just run, run really there mentally in, against the Sounders. Um, and it showed a 3 1 loss. Um, and then when you, you get ready to play San Jose, a team that you beat before and you played to a scoreless draw before that. And you had to go in there thinking this is a game. We need three points. Um, especially when you, you look ahead and you got Portland, you know, a day trip to Colorado and, you know, things like that. Um, and to not get it, that's, that's another big blow. Yeah. So the next game's like Portland this Wednesday at home, then they go to Colorado and then they come back at home versus San Jose next Wednesday. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's tricky with all that. Right. So it's, and, and with everything that's going on, um, what are your, what are your thoughts on GBS and the way he's managed this team this year? I don't think he's rotated the squad enough for, you know, getting, getting fresh legs on the field. Um, you look around the league, like I say, everybody's playing the same schedule, you know, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, or, you know, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Um, and through that, that winning streak they had, it was the same, same guys. I mean, and now you look at maybe there's, there's a heavy legs all around. Um, you saw against San Jose, he did bring on Cleston, but it was like, what, maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, after Alvarez had, well, he's young. So maybe, he, maybe his legs are fresher than everybody else's, but he, maybe he had like 25 minutes. Um, I took off Chicharito, like what the 80th minute mark. Um, I just thought maybe through this time, you, you would see more of, you know, um, uh, Triori getting more time. You know, he did come on against, against San Jose. 
Cameron Dunbar getting more time, mm-hmm. just rotating guys, getting guys fresh, keeping them, try to keep them as fresh as possible. I mean, it's, it's probably, it's, it's maybe, maybe it's, it's almost something you can't really do anyway because you're playing so many games, but just, just trying to keep guys as fresh as you can, even if that means, you know, playing, you know, people Gonzalez, we haven't seen in, in a long time, really just try to keep guys fresher than, than what they appear. Yeah. Um, do you, do you feel, I, I think that may potentially, I think this may potentially come down to trust. Is it, I think it may be a thing that he may not trust those guys. Um, because here, if a coach is not bringing in those players, cause I've thought about this too. I'm like, why do, why doesn't he bring these guys in? And then I just thought, I was like, I, he probably does not trust those guys. That's that, I mean, that that's the only thing that I could potentially think that if he's not bringing, we've seen, but we've seen Cameron Dunbar have a, a solid game. I think he only, he's only played one game. I think it was an MLS is back. He probably subbed in a couple of times during the restart, but I, from what I've seen, it's very, very, it's been very solid. Um, obviously nothing uh, mind blowing, but you know, like to your point, like you you would expect to keep fresh legs, and especially now that they play Wednesday and then they play again this weekend, and then again next Wednesday, and you're gonna lose JDS, Jonah Dos Santos, and Ralph Felcher. Like the lineup is 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 gonna shorten for you, and you would assume that no no athlete, no no professional soccer player has has the you know the capability of doing that and but you also have five subs right to bring in those things but i i i think he may struggle with what trusting those guys especially now down the stretch that these games are very are going to be very critical um but to your point maybe he doesn't trust maybe he just doesn't trust the roster Mm. i mean there there's still some i mean the roster has been in in flux really for what the last what two or three years um, but you see, he's still trying to work to get his guys in there. And, but when he was hired, there was always this talk of, you know, like a sort of getting guys like Araujo and, and Alvarez chances to, you know, get into the lineup. Well, well, we've seen with, 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 uh, at center back with, with Nick Depew, he's worked his way into the lineup. Yeah. Um, and out, and so has, uh, Julian got, got to keep Julian on the field though. I mean, he suspended the last. What, two yeah, of the last, that's more of a personal thing on him. I feel like <laughs> he's just been the last two of the last three games, but I mean, he sort of worked his way into the lineup and Alvarez has shown moments uh, when he's on the field. I think you just got to, if, if, if it's a night where you just got to run out, Traore, Alvarez, Araujo, Dunbar, um, shoot, uh, who's the other guy? Harvey. Uh, Subak. Subak, yeah, just run those guys out. Get just you know have a game where you just go with your young guys and, and bring on you know legit those guys late in the second half sort of rotate things um, for the last month there because you could tell some of these guys they could be a, their their legs are getting a little heavy right now. Yeah, no, and I would I'd agree with you that on that like it's gonna be I'm very interested to see what what happens within these games right whether I think to him it may whether they're losing or winning we may see those changes or we may not, you know, but like you, you would expect that more players are going to get more playing time with what, with how the games are coming up so quick. Right. So we got, we got uh, uh, the Timbers uh, going, going on Wednesday. Let me ask you this. Do you, do the LA Galaxy make the, make the playoffs this year? Oh man. You got to finish eight spot, right? Eight, eight, place. eight spot, eight spot. And currently their last, last yeah. place. 
But what are they like? Three points out of let me let week? me let me double check. So so let me let me let me just double check. Uh, They've um, been on fifteen points for a long time. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, uh, there's always. I mean, all it takes is really is what two consecutive wins and a draw. You're like middle of the table. Really. Yeah, it, it, it comes at you. It comes at you pretty quick. You you you're, yeah. able, you're able to move up and down pretty quick. Let me. Yeah, see. but but I I think for all they've got for all this. As long as this season has gone, it seemed like they would want to get in the playoffs. I mean, you, you don't want to go through all this, and then you don't make the playoffs. So they currently have fifteen. They're they have fifteen points. They're in last place. Uh, eight seed, which is Real Salt Lake, has eighteen points. Right. Yeah. So, so you get a win against the Timbers, you move up within. You you move up pretty. I mean, assuming everybody else loses or whatever, you you move up to eighth place potentially, yeah, unless, I mean, yeah. unless everybody wins. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's all there in front of them. I mean, but you know, problem is you got how many? You got what two games against Seattle in this mm-hmm. mix, I believe. Um, and, and you just got you play you, you play you got LAFC again. Well, maybe maybe that's the only team they can beat is LAFC. They've had their best. <laughs> they show they definitely they definitely show up against LAFC. Yeah, they yeah, definitely two of their best games against them. So maybe that's what they need to play more of. But um, yeah, I mean, do they get in? I don't know. I always thought that everybody really gets in. I mean, eight places really everybody getting in really. Yeah. So um, let me let me let me let me give you the 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 teams that they have. So they have Tur- Timbers this Wednesday. They have Colorado on Saturday. They play San Jose again next Wednesday. They play next Sunday versus Vancouver at home, and then they travel to LAFC on the twenty fifth, and on the twenty eighth they play Timbers away, Real Salt Lake uh, at home, and then the Sounders in Vancouver. And I think they're, they're going to add another Sounders game. So they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. And potentially, a, potentially a 10th if they add, I think they may add an additional Sounders game. They added that one uh, November. It's, it's, it's the first. It's, oh, it's November 4th. Is that the one they added? I think November? so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so they have nine games. Is that That's um, at home against San Jose, home against Vancouver. So they they play they play home against San Jose the next Wednesday and then they're home against Vancouver next Wednesday and then at LAC. So that's a week or a week and a half at home, no travel. Pretty much, yep. Pretty much like a week, yeah. Pretty much. I mean that that that's a big week there. I mean you mm-hmm. got to get points out of those those three games there. You're at home, you're not traveling, none of these none of these one day trips or anything. That's it right there. Um, if they don't make it, I don't know what. <laughs> It's gonna be another crazy off season, <laughs> but you you expect that around here. I mean, they haven't they haven't had things right since what two thousand what fourteen fifteen whatever. Yeah, yeah, it feels like years. It feels it feels like yeah, more like almost a decade if you're an LA Galaxy fan. Yeah, I mean, I started I started on the beat in two thousand sixteen when Bruce. I started mid season two thousand sixteen with Arena, and then he left, and then Kurt Anolfo came on. He got fired. Ziggy came on, he got fired, mm-hmm. and now uh, Guillermo's on. At some point, things got to turn around, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll have to see. So right now, you you're it's just I don't know. You don't have to make it. They have you have to see how they do in that in that middle of October. Yeah, that's that's a big stretch there. I mean, but but there's, I mean, there's so much talent on this roster. I mean, how could they not make the playoffs? Yeah, that's another thing too. There's, I mean, there's so much talent on this roster. I mean, it's kind of it has to be embarrassing for 
for guys you know, for to go through what they're going through right now. Um, yeah. No, and it's a, it's a very, very tough stretch. And just the way things are going, like you said, I think you and everybody else expected so much more of this team. And I guess we'll have to see what, what happens uh, middle of October, because I agree with you, those those three games in middle of October for LA Galaxy, that they won't be traveling outside of LA. It's very big and very important for them. So moving on, uh, we'll move on to LAFC. Uh, news, news broke earlier this morning. Uh, John Rojas uh, tweeted out that LAFC declined to uh, sell or to trade uh, Brian Rodriguez to, I'm going to butcher his name, Italian Cub, Club Cagliari. Um, you know, so, yeah, it sounds good, right? So they, they declined. You know, they had initially offered them, I think it was about like a loan offer. Let me see. It was about, uh, this is in euros, 500K and loan and a $10 million euros obligation to buy, to buy if he played 75% of Serie A games. There was issues uh, because of the window uh, closed today. Um, I think it was at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And also he didn't have a, a EU passport, which also complicated the things, you know. So it was like a lot of things in once. So they declined. Uh, his his uh, his agent has been out there shopping him around. His agent's been trying to get him to European clubs, I believe, since the summer. Um, it looked like this was potentially happening, but LAFC did not like the offer. What do you what do you make of the situation of Brian Rodriguez? He's he's the hottest prospect around. I mean, when he arrived, there was so much hype surrounding him. Um, but I, I guess, but I think a lot of fans were sort of waiting. They they, they had they had a wait and see, um, wait and see uh, attitude about him. Um, I know against San Jose, what last week he had a missed a couple chances in front of goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the goal he scored against uh, Real Salt Lake uh, last night was that was impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's why all the buzz is about him. Been, been surrounding him all these you know these last couple of years. Um, I think at some point he probably will leave. But for LAFC, can you keep can you keep him and Rossi? I mean, I know teams are teams are lighting up the line for Diego Rossi too. Um, but that's, that's that's just that's just that's just a problem that they're gonna have to deal with, right? That's a good that's a good problem, really. Yeah, no, and I think I think Rossi, I think he he obviously his value in the international market's a lot higher than that. Um, Rossi is gonna leave. I I expect he he may leave also this January. Um, I think this may be the last season with him because um, a lot of a lot of specula- speculation was that he was gonna leave pre COVID, right? That he was gonna leave. Um, he was going to get traded during the, the, the summer transfer, but COVID happened, deflated the market, a lot of things happened. Um, but I think with Brian Rodriguez, it, for LAFC, the one thing that they got out of this, they were able to test the market, right? Whether they wanted him or not, whether the agent was pushing um, pushing for Brian Rodriguez to get to get traded, they were able to get to test the market. They were able to see what where Brian Rodriguez is currently valued right now. What other what other international you know uh, Italian clubs are are offering right now. And I think him leaving for the Uruguayan national team, whether people think he deserved it or not, he got the call up. That is a positive for LAFC because his value is only going to go up. And I know a lot of people say that. Diego Rossi deserved it. I completely agree that Diego Diego Rossi definitely deserved a call up, but you know things happen. But it's kind of like the best of both worlds. You know, you have Diego Rossi, who you you if you're LAFC, obviously you want him to stay. But Bob Riley's been um, 
on the record that he wants his players to play international, but you got to keep Diego Rossi, who's, uh, who's lining up the league. He's had his 12th. He just scored last night. He scored his 12th uh, uh, goal of the year. I believe he's leading the league with that. But then you also have Brian Rodriguez who has had some, um, you know, some issues, some offensive struggles, but a lot of people have criticized him, even myself. And you have him leave. I think you can, if you're LAFC, you're okay if Brian Rodriguez leaves, but it would have been difficult if both Brian Rodriguez and Diego Rossi left. And like I said, it's only going to add value when the whole world is watching the Calma Bowl. And you, and it, say Brian Rodriguez breaks out, he has a couple of goals, or you know he does something to impact the game on a, on a, like on a national level like that. It's only going to increase his value. And I think LAFC is looking potentially around the 15, I think around anywhere from 13 to 15 to 16 million dollars to, to sell him. Those, those are the numbers I, I, I think I'm seeing that's being speculated around. Right now, I think they were barely going to make some profit about break even with that. And there was just a lot of things with this deal. Like I said, they were able to test the market. And if he does something in the in the national stage, it's an only, only going to increase it. And then the 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 winter window opens um, January fourth. Yeah, you look at LAFC. I mean, they've they've done a great job building their roster. Um, they they took they took the approach of going young. A lot of young guys, mm-hmm. young um, South American guys, where they get here and shine, you can sell them. Um, and that's that's just that's just sort of they they did they did the perfect way. I remember when they were building that roster out a couple of years, you know when they they started building their roster, they caught a lot of eyes the way they were going about it. Uh, you got to give those guys a lot of credit for how they how they how they how they've done gone about things. Yeah, and 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 they done if they done such a such a great job the way they've been able to build build this team. I think just there's certain things that obviously you look at last night's game that the the one goal that they came was from a from a set piece. And I think that's one of the things that they, they struggled. Um, you know, I think defense this year has not been the, the biggest strong strong suit. And at times they've had some of those offensive struggles. And, you know, they had a couple a couple of times, uh, you know, watching this game, uh, Real Salt Lake came close of potentially tying this game. Um, and they kind of got lucky with those things. What, what did you make of the the win yesterday? It was their first road win of the year. Yeah, you were talking about how their trouble they had defensively. They've had a lot of injuries on the back line. Um, uh, Tristan Blackman's still out. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Latif playing right back, and Jordan Harvey was playing center back the yep. other night. So it's just a matter of Bob just getting guys on the field who can, you know, putting together a solid group back there. Um, on on the win itself, I mean, anytime you get a win in this league, hey, it's a good win. And you got goals from what Rossi, BWP, and Brian Rodriguez. Yeah, second time this year. Yeah, that, that's pretty impressive, man. Rossi, when he going forward, man, that, that guy's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. that goal he had, just quick move, cut move, left, right, and boom. It was insane. Yeah. Um, but then they had a goal called off. Um, Masowski. Yeah, Masowski's goal. Um, he's an interesting guy. He's, I've seen him score some about two or three goals, I think, this year probably off the bench. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think that's a, that's a player that's probably going to replace Brian Rodriguez while, while he's gone. On international duty, I know he plays as a striker, but you know I think their depth is going to be cut short. I mean, you have uh, Brian Rodriguez, Jose Cifuentes, and Diego Palacio. So you have three starters. They all play, you know, up top in the midfield and then defense. So you know we're gonna have we're gonna and like you said, uh, Tristan Blackman's injured. We saw yesterday Bob Bradley go with uh, Jordan Harvey play center back. So I think the depth of this team is really, really going to be tested. Um, 
in these next few games, I think these next five, six games, um, we don't know exactly when those players are going to come back, but I don't, I don't know how deep this, this roster really is. And I think we're going to find out Wednesday, especially replacing, replacing those, those three players that are leaving for international duty. Um, because I don't, I don't know who's going to step up for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> everybody's roster is going to be tested here in the next couple of weeks here. Um, but maybe, Hey, who knows? Maybe in a couple of weeks, I mean, Carlos is back. I mean, there, Bob said the other day, he's, 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 he's on the field doing some stuff and training, but maybe he's, you know, a couple of weeks away, four, three, four weeks away. He, you just don't know the timetable of when he's back, but I, I think he, he could probably get back. Maybe, you know, maybe toward the end of the month, probably if he's, if he's out on the field now, it's been what, maybe almost a month since the injury. I think it's been a little bit, a little bit more than that. It's been since yeah. like August or whatever. So I think a month and a half, I have to go since uh, LAFC played against LA Galaxy that first game. Yeah. I think, so I think a August, maybe, month and a couple weeks, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe they can get him back, get him out there. And of course, when, when he's out there and he's healthy, that's, that's a pretty big, pretty big addition to your, 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 your lineup. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty big. And right now LAFC uh, sit in fifth place with 21 points. Um, they also got a lot of a lot of big games coming up. So they face uh, Colorado this Wednesday away, and then they play Seattle Sounders at home for the first time this year. I think that's going to be a big game. I think right now, I think the Seattle Sounders may be the best team in MLS. If that you know one of them, I haven't really watched too many of the Eastern Conference. I know uh, Columbus Crew is making some noise. I know Philadelphia is making some noise. But the way I've seen um, the Sounders dominate uh, LAFC twice uh, yeah. away, and then they beat LA Galaxy, um, they just look like a very, very solid team. They understand each other. They're a mature team. And I think this Sunday, we're really going to, I mean, especially with these three pieces being gone, and I believe uh, the Sounders are losing some pieces as well. I think yeah. this Sunday, it's going to be a very interesting game. Yeah, I think without a doubt, the Sounders are the team that beat in the West. Um you know, watching them with Ladero, Rui Diaz, Jordan Morris, the Rodons. Um, yeah, they're they're just a solid group all the way around. Um, in the East, I think Toronto has beaten Columbus and Philadelphia the last two weeks, I think. Mm. Maybe Toronto's taken over up there. Um, we could be looking at another Toronto-Seattle MLS Cup. Seems <laughs> to happen every year, right? Yeah, but, it, 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 it definitely feels like that, right? Yeah, I think the Sounders are by and far, by and large, the best team in the Western Conference right now. Yeah, like you say, international call-ups. How will that affect, you know, things? But the way Jordan Morris is playing, yeah, yeah, he he is a lot fast. At first, I know a lot of people were saying like he is fast, but I think after that LA Galaxy game, how he blew by. I think uh, I know obviously Rolf is not the fastest player, but like the way he just I've seen that from three different games. You've done that to LAFC, and man, that he is looking good. He yeah, I thought Rolf, I thought Rolf was one of the fastest Galaxy players. Um, I think he's faster than faster than Sua for sure. Um, but Morris, yeah, he was he was a terror down the wing, down the flanks in that game. Um, yeah, it's I don't know who's going who's going to beat them, but then again, you know the playoffs, one game knockout game, so who knows what can happen there. Yeah. So for, for LAFC moving forward this year, obviously, if, if they get to the playoffs, how strong do you feel they are to make a to make a, a successful run for, for the MLS Cup? I know right now they're currently sit in fifth. 
things can change. You know, they're losing three big players, so they can either drop or they can stay the same or they could potentially move up. Um, what do you what do you what do you expect out of LAFC this 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 year going down the stretch? Yeah, it's I mean, I think a lot depends on when those guys are back. Um, if, if they're gone for the rest of the month, you know, with games and then quarantine, of course, that's, that's going to knock them off a bit. But if they get those guys back um, and then if they solve their problems on, and solve their problems on the back, which they, I think they've had with uh, with Pablo taking over in goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess Latif is really settled into the right back spot. If, you know, Blackman comes back healthy. And then if they, if those things come through and then, you know, you get Carlos back, who wants to see them in a one game playoff? Exactly. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see him in a one game playoff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to see him without Carlos. I mean, but, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, I think of all the seasons, this has been the toughest one to predict. I, mean, I agree. You guys go to teams, went to Orlando, some teams had success, others didn't. And now you're playing this, you know, three games a week with a travel travel day in between road games, whatever. It's just so hard to predict. I, I mean, I see people on Twitter try to bet MLS games. Dude, I, I can't do that, man. It's, <laughs> just betting any game, man. It, it, it is so – I mean, if you bet – imagine if you bet uh, these last two LAFC and LA Galaxy versus San Jose, there's, yeah, you would have lost some money for sure. It's so – so it's it's unpredictable in a regular season when it's you know, no COVID, no no internet, no breaks, no nothing. But now you throw in a pandemic, and it's like it's really unpredictable. So it's mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll just see see how things play out here in the last you know four weeks before the playoffs start. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this final question on LAFC. Um, were you surprised? Uh, a lot of people uh, uh, credit well. A lot of people believe the reason uh, LAFC is having the defensive problems was because they traded away Walker Zimmerman before the start of the season. And um, he was on record saying on the Cooligans podcast that he was blindsided by the trade. He found out like, I think Monday and he was, he was sent away like Wednesday. Were you, were you surprised by that, by that trade? And do you believe the reason why they're having those troubles was because is because he's not there? Well, he's been gone. What, well, this is, this is his first year gone, right? Yeah, he was traded from Dallas. Yeah, I mean, whew, man, he was he was an anchor back there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the guy who anchored the, anchored the back line. Um, do you trade him away? I, I guess you had to trade what, what they got back, all the you know the allocation money. I guess yeah, like a million to. plus, I believe. Yeah, but there was an interview that he did with um. I, mean, I don't want to be here plugging every everybody else's podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm just giving credit from where I heard. No, no worries. It's all good. Go ahead. He, he did an interview with the um. Uh, BSI the podcast, the one that's the one with um, Benny Fellhaber. Uh, yep. And he said that when he when he was traded from FC Dallas to LAFC, he thought he was coming to the Galaxy. Oh. And I guess like at the last minute, uh, up until up until he was traded, the last minute it was between either the Galaxy or LAFC. And then at the last minute, it was he was traded to LAFC. Um, imagine if he was with the Galaxy. I mean, that's a <laughs> That, that that's a that's a center back. They really they could have used the last yeah, couple. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. LAFC not having him that that's that's a big blow. I mean, he's he's a, he's a quarterback back there. He he you know he runs the show back there. Not having him. I mean, you could tell early in the year. I think they had what was it? They had a shootout first game of the year or second game of the year before before the shutdown. Um, they were they're, they've been allowing a lot more goals than they did last year. That's for sure. Yeah, they they definitely have, and I mean. 
I think a lot of the things that whether the team or, you know, the was not expecting that I saw from him were the intangibles, right? Um, I read a, a Vince who was on the podcast here. He said that he was learning Spanish to to build a relationship with Eddie Segura. Um, he had done an interview in Spanish. You know, him and Eddie Segura were very, very close. Um, he was very close with the keeper as well. So like you said, he was a quarterback back then. I think right now, at times, LAFC don't really have that voice. Maybe now that Jordan Harvey, who's a veteran, he's been around this league for a number of years, he could potentially be the voice for them back there. Um, but I think they've really, that's one thing that LAFC has struggled this year is having those intangible things, that voice and the leader in the back line, like you said, as a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll wrap things up. Uh, Damien, appreciate you being on. Uh, let the people know where they can follow you for those that don't already follow you. Um, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Damian Calhoun. Um, that's D A M I A N C A L H O U N. Other than that, I'll probably be at the I'll be at Wednesday's Galaxy game mm-hmm. and probably Sunday's LESC game. Not sure yet. Yeah, it's all up to the to the editors, but. Um, Let's get ready for a, a wild final month of the regular season here. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, same here, same here. And, uh, and I'll look forward to, uh, to seeing you at those games as well. Guys, please give Dam- Damien a follow there. And, of course, uh, if you guys enjoy this podcast, make sure to give it a five-star rating. Uh, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get your music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other platforms. Make sure to give uh, LA Soccer Hub a follow on all your social media uh, platforms. And you can follow me at Joe Garcia LA on Twitter. For Damien, this is Gio. Bye, everybody.